Welcome back to the CPA Success Podcast. I'm Jen Nicholson. And I'm Blair Cook. And today we have with us Dr. A.J. Marwaha, and he is a manager at PwC. AJ is an IOT or Internet of Things subject matter specialist, providing IOT-related consulting to clients in various sectors. Dr. AJ has extensive experience in several IOT technologies, IOT techno-business strategy, solution architecture design, use case identification, business case development, and IOT vendor, as well as technology selection. He has a PhD in computer science from the University of Queensland in Australia and an MBA from McGill University in Montreal. He's also the author of several book chapters. He's invented patents. He's contributed to the technology standards development as well as delivering presentations at several leading technology conferences. In this episode, I'm going to talk to Dr. AJ about Internet of Things, what exactly is IoT, and how can we use it to make our lives more productive and more meaningful? Let's get started. Welcome back to the CPA Success Podcast. I'm very excited to be here today with Dr. AJ Marwaha, who is a manager with PwC's Emerging Technology Group. He is a specialist in all things merging in uh, the tech space. Today, we are going to talk about the Internet of Things. Thanks so much for being here today, AJ. Thank you so much. So we're going to start with the question of what is the Internet of Things? We all know what the Internet is, but the Internet of Things is one of those terms that is out there. And I think a lot of our listeners really don't understand what that means. Yeah, uh, it's a growing buzzword in the conversations in academia as well as in business. Absolutely. It's a definition that was uh, coined by a person from MIT. His name was Kevin Ashton in the late 1990s. Really? That long ago? Yeah, but it has been in existence much before that in, uh, in various avatars such as machine-to-machine communications, ubiquitous computing, pervasive computing, and mesh networks. Wow, okay, so let's start with the machine-to-machine computing. All of the stuff I know for you is second nature, but for a lot of people, it is not that obvious what these things really mean. Yeah. So what's an example of that? So uh, anything that is connected, uh, any device that is connected to the Internet forms the Internet of Things. We are expecting about 25 to 30 billion devices by the end of 2020. That's incredible. Yeah, uh, with a growth rate of 20 to 30% per year. Wow. So 30 billion devices, and what would be considered a device? Is that a smartphone? Uh, Generally, things like your smart speakers. So uh, you can actually uh, look at IoT in two different areas. So uh, consumer IoT and business or industrial IoT. So consumer IoT is things, uh, you know, consists of things such as your uh, smart speakers, smart homes, the Fitbits of the world, and Internet of Things for industry or business are things such as smart cities, smart factories, smart highways, and so on. Okay, great. So let's start with an example of what makes a smart city. So a smart city uh, has things uh, such as smart parking, smart traffic controls, uh, water monitoring, environmental monitoring, pollution control uh, monitoring, and so on, snow removal, uh, garbage collection, uh, your bins can send out beacons, uh, you know, that I'm full and, and you know, clear me out. And really? Like that. Yeah. Wow. So let's, let's break that down. So s- smart parking. Yeah. How does that work? 
Uh, there are numerous ways of implementing that, either through cameras or through sensors. Uh, your cameras can spot you know, open locations or free locations, or your uh, sensors can spot them. In countries which have snow, the sensors can have problems in sensing that. So numerous technologies can be used for doing that. So, for example, I know there's an, uh, a company called Hotspot, I think, that has where you, you sign up and you just buy parking with mm -hmm. a certain numbered meter. And I know I'm suspicious of it because how does the parking uh, attendant know that I've actually paid for that? Yeah, so uh, centralized databases will have that information, uh, and so the, the attendant will, will be able to query that database uh, and know that if somebody has parked or not. Wow, okay, so they can look on their handheld device and see that. Yeah. Amazing. Before we get into more discussion of different applications, can you tell me more about what IoT really is? Mm -hmm. So um, I want to discuss a little bit about some key terms in IoT which are very important for people if they implement it and for business leaders as well. So for example, there's a Moore's Law uh, and this is by Gordon Moore who was a co-founder of Intel who predicted that the computing power would be doubling almost every uh, 18 months. So this phenomena combined with others such as the reducing cost, the increasing memory power, and the reduced communication cost have all led to a rapid growth in sensors uh, and IoT devices being deployed pervasively across the environment that we live in today. When did Mr. Moore come up with that law? Oh, this was very early, uh, many decades ago. Wow, so he had a lot of foresight. Yep, yep. And there's another law that goes along in the IoT scheme of things, which is called the Metcalf Law which says that the network effect adds to the value, which in, in the definition terms is basically the value of a network is proportional to the squared of the number of devices connected to that. And this applies not only to IoT, but also social networks. The more the, the people, the more the value and information and analytics that you can derive out of it. Wow, that makes sense. And, and as we know, when we're looking at 30 billion connected devices, that is incredibly powerful. Yeah, and, and just to add to that, the analytics that you can derive out of the, the data, the massive amount of data that is coming out, you can split that into four distinct domains. So starting from descriptive uh, analytics, which just basically says what has happened in the past. The next level is diagnostic, uh, which tells you why that happened. Uh, then you have predictive analytics which says, okay, based on this history, what's likely to happen in the future? And the last one being the prescriptive analytics, now that you know what is going to happen in the future, how can you take corrective action to, to fix those things in the future? That's incredible. And what we're seeing, I guess, is that computers are going to be able to do all of that. Do yeah. all of that. Yeah, so automation and uh, I don't know if you've watched Jetsons, but, <laughs> yes. you know, yeah, so we, we are living that, uh, that, that sort of a life uh, very soon. Incredible. So do you think there will be cars flying around in the near future? Yeah, the drones, self-driving drones, self-driving vehicles are all uh, you know, in the works, and, and they rely a lot on IoT technology, such as LiDARs uh, for sensing the environment to drive, cameras, and, and so many other gesture recognition technology, speech recognition technology, computer vision, and so on. Wow, it's really quite incredible. Yeah, and I'd like to add a few more things uh, related to IoT. So we, we, we all heard about cloud computing. We have, you know, we have the Amazons of the world, the Googles of the world, and so on. Absolutely. It's uh, certainly the, the way of the future that everything is in the cloud. Yeah. But in IoT, we, you want a lot of brain power so that you can take action. 
and that brain power, computing power for self-driving vehicles and so on, you don't want to spend a lot of time back and forth. And sometimes what you need is a IoT fog computing, which means cloud being a bit far, uh, there's latency to and fro from the cloud to your self-driving car. So you may want to have something that is closer to that car or a truck self-driving locomotive, for example. It could be on board, it could be at, at, a, at a closer distance from, from your IoT device. So almost and, like a server? Yeah, like a server that can provide computing, memory, uh, connectivity, and different sort of functions which a cloud would provide, uh, but in a distributed and closer to the IoT device. That is one, and, and also, uh, you have things like IoT device management. For example, you need to remotely ma maintain, manage, uh, upgrade the software. Uh, you have uh, thousands uh, or, or millions of devices and you need to manage them uh, remotely. And how do you do provisioning, uh, software upgrades, security upgrades, and so on uh, using remote platforms. So that's another area of IoT that is very significant. Wow, so you mentioned a Fitbit early yeah. on and that's something that I have and am yeah. passionate about. I like knowing when I've reached my step goal, for yeah. example. And so you would need a, a central repository of all of that data. That's just one example, but Fitbit would have that kind of control over every single user of their devices around the world. Yeah, so IoT device management, yeah, it gathers a lot of data. Different companies gather different types of data. Uh, IoT data about in the, the environments they are in, the usage of that device, the authentication of that device, whether you know this is the correct device that needs to be connected to the platform or not, and, and things like that. Wow, it's, it's really quite uh, overwhelming for the average person to understand how this works, but we all use these devices and don't really think about what goes on behind the, the scenes, yeah. exactly. What's the most interesting application of IoT that you see coming in the next several years? Uh, I would say healthcare, things like fall detection through different IoT sensors, which could be wearable. Even for people who are differently able, they can use a lot of IoT-based prosthetics. Also, aged care location tracking. You could do geofencing, you could do automatic alarms and so on, calling the doctor, calling the attendant automatically if, if things happen. Uh, you can do vital signs monitoring. You could do patient surveillance for, for, for example, some uh, patient could have psychological problems. In those scenarios, you could do gas and radiation monitoring in homes and in hospitals. You know, even you know, infection monitoring, uh, sleep monitoring, wellness and health, fitness tracking, and so on. Wow, it's incredible. So when you talk about the type of monitoring of elderly people, it could allow them to stay in their own home much longer. Than, yeah, than in the than previously, absolutely not yeah. having to be in a hospital, yeah. which is a, an incredible benefit to our healthcare system. Yeah, and, and the doctors can create, uh, if I may use the word, they call it digital twin, wherein you can have a digital copy of a machine or a person based on measurements. They could be real-time measurements, and you can simulate the whole system in in a computer. Wow. So so actually, someone would be wearing a monitor, and you could look at their heart rate, yeah. their various vital signs. Yep. And, wow. And you can adjust the medication, you can adjust the treatment in real time along, along with that. That is really incredible. Yeah. So when we look at uh, this massive shift in, in the future of how pretty much every industry is going to be managed mm -hmm. throughout the world, what are the advantages of IoT? We have talked about a few of them, but what are some of the other things that you think of as the key benefits to 
yeah. this new world. Yeah, surely. So IoT brings a lot of benefits to many, many sectors, from business to individuals. Things are, you can track things. Uh, you can track products, you can track authenticity through supply chain monitoring. You can track assets, which are expensive. Uh, you can do invent- inventory control, you can do security, individual tracking, uh, and so many other things You know, with your utilities and energy conservation. Uh, you can also do automation, which reduces human effort. It reduces the cost of doing things, it increases the productivity, and you can do resource us- utilization much better. Incredible. So just some of the benefits. So when we look at Amazon, for example, yeah. and Amazon Prime, which is obviously very popular, so it's really it's using IoT. Yeah, yeah. You can count that as an IoT device. You can. Uh, people are creating the the skills in these voice controlled personal assistants to do banking, to to do patient monitoring, and so many other things that that can be done through that. And and in the years to come, we'll see these personal assistants uh, being embedded into smart homes that you can you know just talk to your home, talk to a thermostat, ter- talk to things. And, and voice control those things. I know, I see the advertisements for those devices and, and I question why someone needs that. It's not, not very hard to go turn up yeah. or down the thermostat, but it's going to probably become second nature. Yeah, yeah, it'll make our lives much more easier, comfortable. Uh, you can have these things monitor moods and, and adapt the lighting, adapt the music, adapt your environment to your mood. That's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, just to carry on and, and mention a couple of other uh, you know, advantages, the more data that you can receive from these sensors, the better decisions you can take. The more precise, high-quality decision-making, both for individuals and for companies, uh, as well as for societies, from an environment monitoring to business decisions to healthcare decisions. So all of them can be enhanced through better uh, data or more data through more sensors, basically. Right. I mean, and... For example, with healthcare, you're able to look at data from trends around the mm-hmm. world, studies from a broad number of sources, yeah. different statistics from farm monitoring, you know, spread of uh, communicable diseases. All that could be tracked using sensors uh, and, and, you know, supply chain of goods and vaccines and medications, whether they were, you know, the, the proper uh, environment, the proper freezing temperatures uh, and so on were maintained throughout their supply uh, from, you know, uh, if I may use the word farm to fork. Right, exactly. And how it differs from a human making a decision is just the volume of data that can be drawn into that decision is much, yeah. much greater. Yeah. And, and, and as I mentioned, just, uh, you know, the four levels of analytics that you can run with that and, and, and make decisions for future outcomes. So what is the impact going to be on people and their jobs with all of this technology? Does it really eliminate the need for human interaction in, in so many things? Uh, I, I think that it will enhance uh, human productivity. It would not necessarily uh, eliminate the, ne- the need for a human person to, to do uh, jobs. Uh, although a lot of the tasks can be automated, but you will still need humans to, to do more interesting, more complex things, which may be difficult uh, for, for a machine to learn and execute on. Things such as uh, detecting things through, through our vision it's very easy for us, but for a machine, it'll take much longer to train and, and to be able to detect that. Right, exactly. So, and w- when it comes to training, it's a matter of, of a human programming the computer with 
numerous variables and yeah. that's how they are trained yeah yeah so you yeah there are supervised learning and unsupervised learning techniques using statistical algorithms and machine learning and AI and so on but but my strong belief is that humans will still be needed to in a lot of roles uh, such as creativity for example and add a lot of value that's good yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the risks or disadvantages of IOT and, and this vast change in our environment. Yeah, uh, so uh, we, we hear a lot of news all the time about IoT-based systems getting hacked, such as baby monitors, connected cars, uh, smart locks, and so on, or your devices getting hit by worms and so on. So that that is very, very essential to, to manage that risk. So proper controls and, and governance and firewalls and protection should be in place. Right, okay, so really good cyber, uh, yeah, security, c- cyber is re- security is required. What about anything else? What about um, when you say baby monitors being hacked? I've never heard of that one. Is that more of a privacy concern then? Yeah, yeah. so yeah, there are data concerns with IoT. For example, is the data accurate? Is the data, who owns that data? Where does the data reside? Can you put it in, in a different country, which is uh, related to the healthcare of citizens of one country, for right. example? How long does the data reside uh, with a company uh, or, or you know, with an organization? You know, what are the local laws governing data? And we have seen GDPR come out very recently. What are some additional challenges with IoT? Yeah, a lot of companies lack IoT strategies, uh, business models, revenue models. So that is something that the companies need to work on. Alongside security, privacy, interoperability, how do you scale when you have thousands of IoT devices? And how do you uh, bring your organizational knowledge, skills to, to uh, leverage these emerging technologies? Yeah, absolutely. I think about uh, in, in the world that we operate in as CPA, CAs, this is such new technology to us. You know, for you, certainly it's not new, but looking at how do you actually apply this in your day-to-day business? And maybe we'll move into that now. What are some actual practical applications of IoT for the business world? Yeah, as we discuss smart cities, uh, smart homes, uh, smart factories and industries, there are numerous other applications, uh, you know, in smart hospitals, and, and so on. Uh, let's let's start to look at a couple of them, let's say from a smart factory point of view. Okay, excellent. So, f- uh, you know, moving from just traditional sort of connected devices and, fa- uh, you know, machines to fully automated and remote controlled systems, which can also have predictive uh, maintenance, asset tracking, asset monitoring uh, remotely. We also know a lot of skilled people are retiring. And, and where does that knowledge go? But if that knowledge can be uh, stored in the in IoT platforms and systems and, and your analytics, then, then you can retain a lot of that knowledge and experience uh, when a lot of people retire or, or leave the firm. And how do you actually do that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's great to say that you transfer it to the computer, but when someone is getting ready to retire, do they sit down and just type away? <laughs> no, I think the machines can learn from human actions, can create rules, you know, if such situation occurred and, and if that was the environment, then what was the decision taken by an expert? And, okay. and that expert system can then be simulated by a computer. So the computer can leverage the historical decision making and, and use that uh, to learn and do things automatically. Right, so if X happens, then mm-hmm. Y yeah, yeah. type of situation. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really incredible. Yeah. And 
how can we use IoT to improve our uh, forecasting, for example? So certainly every year most companies go through a budgeting process, mm -hmm. but pretty much never do you actually end up with the results that you budgeted at the end of the year. There's so many variables that come into play. How can IoT help do a better job at that? So with IoT, for example, things are moving from products to platforms, and, and platforms are a means for data generation. Companies are getting a lot of data from uh, their de connected devices that are out in the field from where you can understand patterns of usage by your customers and, and use that sort of knowledge uh, along with, let's say, supply chain knowledge, your uh, manufacturing knowledge that is coming now from your uh, digital factories. So all this digital data that's coming can be used uh, for making forecasts, for planning, for strategizing, but also uh, how do you personalize your products to clients and what impacts does it have in your forecasting planning processes. Wow, so you can make much better decisions because you've got much more data coming from all different perspectives. Yeah. So how does a company actually start down this path to implementing IoT within their organization? I think it would be a stepwise process. I think starting uh, from a high-level plan and then creating pilot projects or proof of concepts, uh, learning from, from them and, and you know adapting them as they go. Also, it would require the management's support, active uh, support and interest to make the organization more digital for that transformation to happen. Okay, so does that involve purchasing an ERP system, for example? Is that how you actually get this IoT? Yeah, I think you need a, a system that can manage all that data. Uh, you need these systems to, to collect the user data, the supply chain data, uh, your inventory data, and all that has to be in your organization. You have to become a digital organization. Uh, once you have that data and, and it's centrally located, then you can sort of make correlations, regressions, and, and analyses of that. Wow. And is that what you really do day to day? Do you work with clients to increase their... Yeah, so yeah, we work with companies on how do you use IoT in your various processes or how do you launch uh, products in the IoT ecosystem? What would be the attractiveness in, in different industry domains, for example, self-driving cars or healthcare and so on? And what would be the products? What would be the go-to-market strategy there? What would be the, the growth curves that you would see in, in these different areas? Wow, well, that's really fascinating. Thank you so much for joining us today and um, really increasing my knowledge dramatically on what is IoT and how we can make our lives better with it. Thank you, and I uh, appreciate your invitation as well. Thank you.